Welcome to our Holden Village podcast. For over 50 years now, Holden Village has traveled a rich history of faith that has transformed a copper mining town into a vibrant place of education, programming, and worship. Holden has sought to welcome all who seek contemplation and community in the remote wilderness of the beautiful Cascade Mountains. We continue to invite people of all ages to come alongside our rhythms, which inspire and equip travelers for a sustainable life of faith outside the village. And we continue to listen and reflect on our story and history and seek to discover our place in God's creative mission in our world. Our podcasts are a way of sharing our conversations with our teaching faculty around reformation, the reforming of our relationships with the earth with each other, and with a divine. Let's tune in and join the conversation. Well, hello, my name is Anna Mercedes, and I have traveled to Holden from Minnesota, where I teach at the College of St. Benedict and St. John's University. And while here, I've been offering sessions on a diverse list of things. I've had sessions on race and theology, on queer theology, and on feminist theology, and I was also here for International Women's Day. So on International Women's Day, I hosted a coffee break conversation here in the village on the ELCA draft social statement on women and justice. And it's March 2018 right now, and the ELCA is seeking responses to that draft statement until the end of September. So here in the village on International Women's Day, we had a conversation over coffee about that draft to encourage villagers and guests to offer some formal response to the ELCA. Now for this talk today, I thought I would share a little bit about the image I've proposed of Christ as doula, of the doula Christ. And to do that, I'm going to tell you a little about the Feminist Theology 101 session that I held here at Holden on Saturday. And during that session, we first listened together to the popular children's book by Shel Silverstein, The Giving Tree. Now, this Giving Tree book pops up in lots of children's library spaces, and indeed, here in the village, I was easily able to find two copies in the library. And my own children quickly accumulated copies of this much-loved book as well. So I know that this book is a familiar one uh, to many people who might come through here at Holden. It's a story of a tree that is a really hugely self-sacrificing tree, you know, thus the, the name, the giving tree. So this, this tree is very self-giving. And um, if you've heard the story, you know that as you go through the book, this tree has this relationship with a boy in the book who plays with the tree as a boy. And then by the end of the book is an old man. Um, and the tree at this point is a stump of a tree and they are... Um, together at the end of this book. Now, in my Feminist Theology 101 session, I encouraged the participants to think about this book in terms of a feminist analysis. And by that point in the session, we had talked about what a feminist analysis might look like. Now, I was first helped to think about The Giving Tree through a feminist lens by Carol Lakey Hess. And I recommend her book, Caretakers of Our Common House, Women's Development in Communities of Faith. In that book, you can see her feminist reading of A Giving Tree. 
Once you think about this self-sacrificing tree in terms of gender, you can really never hear the story the same way again. If you think of traditional gender stereotypes of women as caretakers and men as dominant providers, you hear this boy and the tree in a completely different light. The tree in this story is always feminine. The tree is she and the boy is he. And as you go through the story, the boy takes and takes and takes from this tree. The tree gives and gives and gives. And she's not only giving shade or permission to climb on her, she's also giving away her very body. Her her limbs are taken off, and the boy is encouraged to sell her apples in order that he can have the things he demands. And he demands things here in this book, such as money, a boat to sail away, wood to build a house so that he can have a wife and children. So those are the sorts of different paths that this tree, the female tree and the boy are on. So in in this Feminist Theology 101 session, we looked at that book in terms of gender. It's not itself a theological book, but I think The Giving Tree is popular in theological spots like Holden because it's read as an allegory of Christian sacrifice. I used to read it that way myself, so I'll give a little gratitude here to the good people of Camp Lutheridge in the mountains of North Carolina. I worked there as a camp counselor when I was younger, and I used to read The Giving Tree to my cabin of girls every week. I I saw it as a beautiful story of self-sacrifice and the Christian life in that sense. It never occurred to me at that time to think that I was reading to young girls, to young women, a story about women letting their bodies just be taken apart until they turned to stumps. That's not really the vision of the Christian life that I want to teach young women, but I wasn't thinking at that time of the gendered undertones of this story I was sharing with them. Okay, so now coming back to this image of Christ as a doula that I have promised to share here in my brief talk. Christian sacrifice, of course, is a very popular theme in Christianity, partly because it centers around this image we have of Christ as such a, a generous and giving figure. And to truly talk about that, we'd be talking for a very long time. So I'm just going to briefly point to a couple of highlights where we can see that kind of image of Christ as a, a really mighty giver. One of the places we see that is in Philippians, Paul's letter to the Philippians. In the second chapter there, we hear about a Christ who empties himself, who becomes like a slave. And it's important for me to stress right now that that word for slave in, in Greek is doulos. Okay, so I'm hoping you're hearing the similarity between doulos and then doula. So in Philippians, we get Christ becoming like a slave, taking on the form of a human and emptying the self of Christ. And then we also have, if you jump way past the New Testament context, let's zip all the way to the Reformation uh, in honor of Holden's Lutheran heritage and talk about Luther for a second. In his tract on Christian liberty, Luther says that Christians are totally free, that a Christian person is totally free, Lord of none, but that a Christian person is also totally bound slave to all. So so, somehow Luther has this version of Christian liberty that presents us with an idea that we Christians are utterly at liberty and that that is a deeply relational liberty that involves service to others and that this is just two sides of one coin, that these things mesh together. I'm really inspired by the Lutheran vision there 
But I don't mean by that vision or by sharing it to teach people to become like stumps, to sell their apples for the benefit of others, to let their bodies be taken apart. That's not, for me, the rich image of Christian liberty that I think Luther was inspired by and that I'm inspired by too. So as I've looked around through time for a way to talk about Christian service, Christian relational connections without pointing to the kind of dismembered stumphood that we get in the giving tree, for instance, I've shifted away from the term doulos for Christ being like a form of a slave and over to this idea of Christ as a doula. Now, some of you may know that doula has entered contemporary English in a new way as a word for someone who assists a woman in childbirth. So someone might have a doula with her. I had a doula with me in one of my childbirths. And this doula is like a midwife. The training is is different. So sometimes you'll have a midwife and a doula there. But the doula is there to see you through labor, to, to remind the birthing person of their strength, to tend to the process of new life coming forward. And for me, if I think of Christ taking the form of a slave and, and instead say to myself, Christ is taking the form of a doula, there's this much more generative image for me of Christ serving new life coming forward. Christ being just as attentive as a doula has to be at a labor. You know, that, that is a kind of service. This can be through the night. This is sweaty and messy, but Christ attends for the sake of new life coming forward and for the ongoing life of the mother as well. For me, that image of Christ as doula inspires me to confidence when I myself, kind of like the giving tree, want to give to other people. When I want to share my apples, if you will, and give shade to my to my children, to those I love, to those I work with, or even new people that I meet here at Holden, I I feel more confident living a life of giving if I know that Christ is serving as a doula to me, that Christ is looking after the ongoing birth of my own personhood, that God wants me to come through a life of labor and of service to live to see a new day, that Christ is birthing newness in the world, and that my own generosity, although generosity is dangerous in our world, is being looked after by Christ as doula. So that is a little preview for you of Feminist Theology 101. And if you want to see more about this idea I've been sharing of Christ as doula, or if you just want to read more about gender critiques within theology, the volume I want you to go find is is available in the Holden Library. There's two copies here, but wherever you are, you can go look for it too. It's called Transformative Lutheran Theologies, Feminist, Womanist, and Muharista Perspectives. This was edited by Mary Stroyfort in um, 2010. It's a fortress volume. I was really grateful to be part of that book project. So my chapter in there talks about Christ as doula. But the volume brings together the work of some Lutheran systematic theologians in the U.S. today doing work from a feminist, womanist, or muharista perspective. So check it out. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another Holden Village podcast. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information or visit our website to find out more about the village. We hope you will make a pilgrimage to Holden. Blessings and peace to you.